so welcome to uh, welcome to Bite Size. This this Bite Size has a little bit different flavor to it. Uh, we're we're talking about something that's a little bit more, a little bit deeper. And uh, I was talking to these these men downstairs, and uh, and I believe that that there's there's seasons and there's times, and and we all have have seasons and times where where it's our time to speak and talk. And so right now is a season where where young. Uh, and, and even and even and even experienced African American men and women have a have a platform to speak about injustices and things that are going on and have been going on systemically in our country, and I think it would be wrong of us as, as followers of Christ, uh, as a body of Christ, not to take the opportunity uh, to speak about those things as Christians, and for you guys as as men in this case and women that are watching uh, who are dealing with these things, uh, you know, on a daily basis, and so. What we're doing around the table tonight is simply talking about it as followers of Christ and then hopefully helping everybody who's listening to this uh, figure out how we can in, insert ourselves into the, into the fix, uh, in, into the movement forward for our communities, for our church in, in specifically, and for you and individual families. It's a heavy topic, uh, but it's one we should not be afraid to address. And, and so we're going to address it because I believe that's what the Bible calls us to do. Amen. 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 And so and so we're going to do that. Uh, I do want to open up. Uh, I have a couple of scripture texts we talked about. I do want to open up real quick reading one scripture text and we're going to get right into discussion points. So I, so I believe the Bible talks to us about individual and corporate responsibilities. And so individually, I think the Bible is very clear. It tells us what we're supposed to do as individual Christians in times like this. But it's not just times like this. It's all the time. And so Isaiah chapter 1, starting with verse 17, reads like this. It says, stop doing evil. I think that's plain. Stop doing evil. Learn to do what is good. Seek justice. That's the theme of the Bible. Justice. Correct the oppressor. Defend the rights of the fatherless. Plead the widow's case. That's the less than in society. Come let us discuss this, says the Lord. I think that's a powerful statement. The Bible tells us to discuss things together. Iron sharpening iron, right? Come let us discuss this, says the Lord. It's a commandment. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they will be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's, that's directly from God to us as individuals, giving us responsibilities as Christians and as human beings and how we should act and react and how we should take care of others. And I think that's such an intricate part of what's going on today is that we've forgotten individual responsibility a little bit. Um, and that's why we have the systemic issues that we have right now. So with that, I want to open the floor. You guys introduce yourselves as you talk um, so that people can know you. And, uh, and just let's, let's discuss it, man. Like God says, you know, come let's reason together. So let's do that tonight. Amen? Amen. 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 Floor, is, floor is whoever wants to take it. Well, I'll take it because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. <clears throat> Go on, Ricky. Tell us, man. What you um, it's definitely an issue. As far as race in the world, but the bottom line of it, and I've discussed it with a coworker. He was he's, he's a white guy, and he asked me how I felt about it. And I told him honestly. I said I've experienced things my whole life, but only thing I have for you or the world is what God gave me, and that is the gospel. That's right. Because I said we could sit here and talk. Not us, but I was talking to. My fellow co-worker. I said, man, I said, we could talk all day. But I said, the gospel is the only thing powerful enough to change hearts and minds and behavior. That's so, right. I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but 
It's emotional, man. It's an emotional thing. It's all right. It's a sad thing to see because it's not right. But it's also important to realize that we're not battling flesh and blood. Right. So the battle is not ours. It is the Lord's. But we have to fight it on our knees. And we have to make sure that we're grounding the word and preach the gospel. Come on. I love it. That's it. That's the only thing that can change anything. Everything else is just a conversation. That's right. Let the Holy Spirit do his work. Don't no, you don't have to apologize for a single thing, man. I think it's I think it's powerful, man. What you're saying, Rick, I love it, man. But um, that was the gist of the conversation, man. I didn't have any other answers for him, right? Because there is no answer, you know. It's like there's nothing I can say or anybody can say to me to explain the situation or anything. I just I'm prayerful for this world because the birth pains are getting stronger. Yeah, valid. You know what I mean? Yeah, and people are blind to it. There's so much panic going on that nobody's recognizing what's going on on the spiritual plane. <clears throat> and as men and as Christians, as hey, it's our responsibility to keep the focus on Christ. A lot of things is going to shake you, distract you, but the gospel is our mission. And it says no soldier entangles itself with the things of this world. You get what I'm saying? So we have a responsibility as soldiers in God's army to preach that gospel. Let the Holy Spirit change hearts and minds. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man, I love what you're saying because we talked about it before. Like, we can't expect legislation to fix things. We have an individual responsibility to put this word in our heart and then show that to the people that are around us and then let God do his work. Because it's a heart issue, man. I love that. Really. Yeah, God. Crying on camera. Yeah. Everyone edit that out. Everyone can't edit it out. You can't edit it out. That's it. it is. That's it. I, I think that's a very powerful point because the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the it's in the hand of the Lord. Amen. So it's only the Lord Himself that can adjust the adjust the heart. Let's 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 be real. You you alluded to it, right? You know that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and principalities and spirits of wickedness in high places. We recognize that. We recognize that it's not the people themselves. We understand that this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. But one of Satan's number one tactic is to bring division. Come on. And racism is division. Exactly. It comes to uh, to tear us apart. Yeah. See, when, when division comes, it's an issue that's taking place where uh, the enemy is trying to destroy us from within. Mm -hmm. See, he can't destroy us from the outside. Because God has us protected. He has us shielded from the outside. But from the inside, it's us. It's us. Whether, you know, you're a black, red, white, who, who cares? They all precious in God's sight. That's right. And that's yeah. how that's we, right. as Christians, have to look at things. You know, we're all, the, the scripture says in, in the book of Galatians chapter 3, it said we're neither Jew nor Greek mm -hmm. right. nor slave that's right. nor free, not male nor female. We're all the same, regardless of the skin uh, color, uh, that uh, the color, uh, the pigmentation of our skin. It doesn't matter. That's right. We are all precious in God's sight. Right. You know, and, and we have to be careful as we move forth and address this issue, because um, um, I, I understand. You know, we can't be, get to the point where we become. Uh, where we isolate ourselves from the rest of the world. That's right. Because if we do that, 
you know, we don't even need racism to do that. Yeah. We have to reach across the, um, uh, the our, divides, yeah. yeah, we have to reach across, thank you, we have to reach across the divides, you know, in order to bring forth this change, even from a legislative perspective, from a Christian perspective or what have you, we, we, need, uh, we need each other. Come on. We're going to need our white brothers Come from on. a legislative perspective to change this. You know, we need our white brothers and sisters, our Hispanic brothers and sisters. We need everybody. You know, and, and, and the, the, the most powerful thing, the only thing that's going to destroy um, uh, a division is unity. That's it. It's unity. That's exactly right. You know? That's exactly right. Yeah, it's unity. Melvin, I, I don't want to interrupt what you're saying, but you said that, and as soon as you said that, my, my spirit jumped. Because when you said the only thing that can that can overcome division, Brandon, the only thing that overcome division, Ricky, the only thing that can overcome division in the world is unity. Yes. And, and man, the Bible says we're unified by what? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That's who brings unity. That's right. That's, That's it. it. That's the whole thing, man. And and, and you're right. The, the when you start shed light on on division, man, it's the Holy Spirit that brings us back together right. in one accord. He winds us. To, he brings us together and winds us together. But what's what's kind of terrifying me a little bit, because you know the Seastone Church, like like most other churches, is 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 very culturally diverse. Right. We're also um, generationally diverse. You know, we got ninety five year olds in the church. We got brand new babies in the right. church. We got African Americans in the church. We got white folks in the church. We got Hispanic folks in the church. Asian folks. And, and so, right now, the focus is is on the systemic issue with racism toward African Americans. Right. Um, and so my, my fear right now, to be honest with y'all, is, is, is how, how, do we, how do we not let that creep into the church body? And here's my question. Here's why I say that. Because we're saying all, all this stuff up here, and it's true. But the reality is there's, there's people right there in our, congrega in our very own congregations. And I know, Melvin, you're visiting us today. But they're in right in our own very con own congregations that are terrified. That they're going to say something wrong, uh, do something wrong. They don't know how to act, how to react, and so they're clamming up. Right. They're clamming up, and they don't they don't want to speak, or they don't know how to hold that energy in, and they don't have the spiritual maturity that we're talking about, and so they're seeing everything going on in the world, and they want to lash out. And so, how do we speak to them? How do we? What do we say to them? What What, what do you guys? I mean, that's, I know it's a hard question to ask, but what do we say to them? How do we talk to them? In y'all's opinion. I think it, it takes it, that that takes growth to get to a point to where you respond um, in a mature Christian way um, to a to an incident like that. Um, it takes growth to get to that point. But what I would say to to someone is try to look into the situation. You know, talk talk to whoever you can and learn about uh, the. The experience you know how because how, you might not be able to relate but you know you still should want to try to figure out you know try to get an understanding of that you know what we're seeing from from our view um, you know if you no matter what nationality you know um, if you're looking into african-american race and what's going on and you're Caucasian or anything you know find somebody that you trust find find one of us you know as your brother and Hey man, I'm not understanding this. Like, why? You know, we need more of that because the more people wow, that's, stay, that's the more funny. people stay confused, the more you know comments that are that are posts that are put out on Facebook. It creates more friction because you you have a group of people that don't uh, that don't understand 
the looting and things like that, um, that's stuff that, that's been happening throughout history, you know, even, you know, all the way back to 1921, you know, looting was just a thing when you hated uh, a certain community. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we got on this, we got to remember that a major group of, the, a, a major population of the, of the people that are out there looting now, God is absent. So we can't, we have to understand that if somebody doesn't have God or have Christ in their hearts, if we, if we haven't done our job to at least offer it, ha you know, there's probably plenty of people that haven't even been offered salvation yet because we're not out there. Right. The church, national, you know, the whole nation, the churches, I don't feel like we're as present as we should be. So now we can't be mad at someone that doesn't know how to respond other than to break something right. because they don't have no other thought process or, or nothing pulling their heart back to let them know, hey, I feel this emotion, but I'm going to put my trust in God. They don't have nobody to put their trust into. Wow. So right. Right. that cool. anger, those thoughts, every, they're just going to be free with it. Wow. And that's why the looting and, and, and the, the, what we call nonsense, you know, I would call it nonsense, but yeah. I was saying that at first, but then I had to understand, hey, they're not, they don't have God to lean back on. You know, they don't have their faith to lean back on like me. You know, so that's why my response would be different than theirs. You know, I wouldn't start tearing up my own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would go about it talking to, you know, try to talk to legislation. You know, try to talk to uh, aldermans. You know, try to work your way up to speak to who you need to speak to, to try to bring change. But I just wanted to uh, talk about that because that's been a big subject that's been brought up to me. Why the looting? Why, 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 you know, are we posting these hateful things and things like that? You have to understand that a lot of the population of the United States, God is absent. That's, that's right. powerful. And that's, that's big. Uh, that's the, the, um, uh, a quote from, from, from Martin Luther King back in, his, in their days is that uh, he said that the, um, the looting and the rioting is the language of the unheard. Mm -hmm. So it's derived from years and years of, of oppression. Mm -hmm. This country has over 400 years of oppression towards the African-American community. Yeah. And, and that's that's just a known fact. Right. So when people are not heard, this is how they are reacting mm -hmm. and responding. Okay, um, not that it's right. Right. Uh, right. We don't agree right. Right. Uh, with violence because violence begets violence. Right. Right. Uh, Jesus Himself said, uh, uh, "You live by the sword, you die by the sword." Right. So you so we don't condone the violent violence. But and I want to make that clear. Right. Um, where everybody understand that the African American community does not condone violence, at least those on a, on a mature level, right. or or the looting and the rioting. But we understand it. We understand exactly. the anger and the outrage and the hurt mm -hmm. because exactly. people feel that they're not being heard, exactly. and they feel that this is the only way, this is the only voice that they have, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's why they're doing it. And now they have attention. You know right. what I'm saying? But not like it's gotten to the point where. There, there, since there's no thought process behind the action, if you were to stop everything and ask people, hey, what do you want? That's where it boils down to. What do we want? Like, as a community, what does the community want? There's no direction. People don't know what they want. They just want this not to happen again. You get right. what I'm saying? And I was talking with my wife. She's white. You know what I'm saying? I said, I know why they're doing it. I said, it's not right, but I do understand. Right. They're hurt. Yeah, and they exactly. seem like nobody's going to stand up for them being hurt because exactly. it's supposed to be, hey, you guys just need to get over it. 
You guys just need to get over it. You well, know let me, let me, you know, let's broaden it just for a second. You know, let's broaden it just because I think this is, this is a platform for African-Americans to be able to speak into systemic issues and problems in our culture. But let's broaden it for a second because we can, we can learn lessons through this process that we can broaden to others. Like when the COVID-19 thing was going on, uh, there, that church in Louisiana was burned down and, the, and what they wrote on the sidewalk was, I bet you stay home now, hypocrites. And when you said what you said about uh, Martin Luther King's quote, I, it, that's what brought came to my mind. Like, you know, it's not just it's not just one group of people, but when people feel like they're not being hurt, uh, yeah. they, they they don't feel like they have any other way other than to lash out, right? Right. But I think what's awesome is that what's the difference on that? We have a father that ha always has an ear to us. Exactly. Right. Always has an ear yeah. to us, man. And the answer to the people in Louisiana and. The, What's going on right now is Jesus Christ. That's it. Right. That's just it, man. That's it's it. just the answer. We're like, legislation ain't gonna fix it, man. But, but one person talking to another person—that's what it's gonna take. Yeah. Community exactly. development. Yeah. Community development. That's why we say whole church, whole family, serving the whole community. Right. right. We engage with with God first for our anointing. We engage with each other for the relationship and support, and then we engage with the community to bring about the change that we know that needs to happen. Exactly. And that's that's the philosophy. That's what we need to do. Let me take a minute and read. Did you have some, I heard somebody get ready to read. Let me read in the, what the Bible says about individual responsibility, and let's talk about that for just a little okay. bit. I think we have been, but I want to I want to throw these scripture contexts out for people watching because I think it was powerful. Like you said, Ricky, we got to go back to the Word, man. You don't have we don't have the answers, but we know what they are. Yeah. So let's go to it. Romans chapter twelve, starting with verse nine. Personal responsibility, Christian ethics, love must be without hypocrisy, detest evil. Cling to what is good. Show family affection to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. I love that. If we do just that, the whole world's changing, right? Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. I think that's missing. Yes. Share with the saints in their needs. I think that's missing. Pursue hospitality. I think we could do better. Bless those who persecute you. Right. That's a hard one. You can't, very hard. Hard. You can't do hard. that without Christ in your life. You right. can't do that without the Holy Spirit. I was going to say that about, about... Let's pause right there. Let's talk about that. Let's pause right there. About, about everything in that passage. You cannot do that without the Holy Spirit. You can't. Your flesh can't do it. Like You, you just can't because yeah. we're wired. It's not there. It's not there. I, I recall not being saved at one point. I was I was off the chain. There was no filter. There was it was you get what I'm saying? Like God is good. The peace that the Holy Spirit gives you exactly, like, exactly. is is phenomenal. It the is. world's going crazy. I go to work and people are panicking. I'm like, we're okay. It's exactly. all good. <laughs> said, it's okay. all good. <laughs> it's all good. I said, and they want to know why. They're like, are you crazy? What do you mean it's all good? Yeah. Now I'm gonna tell them. I say. He's all good. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you Christ is good. I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you why he's good. And it, and it just opens so many doors for witnessing during this time of chaos. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? That it's been phenomenal. That's what Brandon was talking about a minute ago. We have yeah. we have an opportunity and a window right now. Shame on us and the Christian community exactly. if we don't take it. Right. Yeah. And that's that, what you and saying. that stamps the point of, you know, what I was trying to make is, you know, I know, I understand the looting, I understand the pain. The only thing kept me from being one of them is my peace in God. So that's how easy I could have been one of them just right. busting the car window out. So um, I, I just love what you said there because it's our job to 
to uh, offer salvation to these people, to everybody, to as many people as we can. How, how, how do we know we didn't have a chance to witness to the man that killed Floyd? That's right. right. That's powerful. Right. What if he was, he was, what if he had been offered salvation before then? That could have been one less situation to happen. So that's how much pressure I put on the church is we have to be present. We shouldn't see Jehovah Witness more than we see us oh, that's in true. neighborhoods. They're bold. Because, you know, we have to do this. Because if God is the only answer, then we have to offer him. Right. You know, if we don't offer him, then we got so many people that are lost. There's more issues like this that can continue on. And it's going to. Yes, it's because without God, racist, racists are going to continue to be racist. Right. Because, it is it, because it is. it's human nature that way. Absolutely. Exactly. The Bible says that the heart of man is exceedingly wicked and evil. Exactly. Right. If we don't, if we don't inject God, if we don't inject the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. into it, that's what's going to come out. That's just that's just what's going to come out. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's the love factor. Mm -hmm. It's the love factor. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that love covers a multitude. Yes. Of right. And that's what helps us help those that are uh, oppress us. Exactly. It's the love from within. Like you said, one of the fruits of the Spirit is love. So when we when we use uh, a love to uh, uh, see people, you know, uh, that's how that's how God, that's, that's how Christ saw us. He saw us through the lens of love, exactly. right? And if we see people the same way, you know, we, we have to start seeing people the way that God sees people. Exactly. If we cannot see people the way God sees people, we cannot reach these people regardless of how how much we're out in the in the community, how much we're out exactly. in the street. And, and because then awesome. because then what we have is we have the mechanics of evangelism. Right. But we don't have evangelism because relationship is still broken. Right. You know, is relationship is still broken. So we have to get away from mechanics and we have to implement love and passion, right. you know, in everything that we do. And I think that's gonna, that'll take us a long ways right. in bridging the divide between us and them because that's what bridged the divide between us and Christ. It was love. That's it's all. So it if we if if we exhibit that same love to our brothers of the of the uh, of different races, we we will we will bridge the divide. And how powerful is it when you're the one oppressed, offended? And you're the one bridging love. Yes. Right. The most powerful stories is when you hear the moms and dads of, of somebody that was murdered. Yes. And, and, and they're in the courtroom and they go, we just want to say, we forgive you, we love you, yes. we're praying for you. There is no more powerful moment than that. Yeah. Right. Um, when, when somebody who has been offended yes. is the one who does it. So let's continue reading. Because it says, bless those who persecute you. You can't do that without the Holy Spirit. You can't. Bless and do not curse. It doesn't say bless and sometimes don't curse. Right, right. It says bless do and not. do not right, curse. Right. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be in agreement with one another. You can't do that without the Holy Spirit. That's the whole Pentecost. We talked about that last Sunday. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with humble. Do not be wise in your own estimations. We should stop there and talk too, shouldn't we? Right. Don't be wise in your own estimations. Do not repay evil for evil. Do not do do not try to do what is honorable in everybody's eyes. What it's talking about there is we can't go on our own understanding of how we're supposed to act and react. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And do you see that today? I mean, I, like you were saying, I understand why they're doing it because it's right in their eyes. They don't know what else to do. So right. it seems like this is the only way that we're going to get attention. Right. And I, I hate that that's the point of desperation that people get to. Mm -hmm. 
right. people are, and you know what, Pastor? That's that's a big one right there. Mm -hmm. People are desperate. Desperate, yes, sir. There was that's we was talking at work. A guy came and I told you his daughter tried to take her life. Yeah, he's desperate. Yeah, people don't know which way to turn. Like the world is exactly. the world that people have trusted in is failing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christ is the answer. And for us as Christians, it's important to pray for compassion on this. Like God will give you that. Pray, but it's also important that you soak yourself in the Word. Yes. Nothing can come out that is not in you. You get what I'm saying? And that goes with violence and anything. And all the sin that we're seeing, and it boils down to sin, has to be purified by the Holy Spirit. Because it won't come out of an individual if they don't have that violent spirit in them or harassing them or however it may be. It won't come out. And the only thing that can purify that is Christ. You got that right? I've, I've had a few daydreams the past couple of days of you know the body of Christ getting to a point to where you know we are reaching out to our local uh, police departments as far as showing up a couple times a week you know right when shit change is happening and that you know getting coffee or whatever and we just we just knock on the door on you know of the police department and, and ask them you know is, you know y'all mind if we pray with you before y'all go out you know just just make it make a practice to try to bridge things. Let 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 guys like the guy who killed Floyd see uh, us show up and, and have a word of prayer with him and the team. You know, somebody like him yeah. that's, that could do something like this representation in the future. Of, yeah. is rep Representation. Yeah. Presence. Uh, of us just, you know, constantly keeping them in prayer and uh, them seeing, you know, hey, there's, there's more to this. Or sometimes the power of your prayer can cause that person just to cause something to break loose in that person. They won't even know what happened or why they don't feel the same way anymore. But it takes us to do more. We just have to do more. Because if we don't, like we're not, and, and we see what's happening. Right. You know, we, we haven't heard anything from, you know, our national leaders, you know, T.D. Jakes, guys like that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, haven't yeah, heard, yeah. we haven't yeah. heard, uh, yeah. these, these are people that should be in the White House talking right now. Or at least showing up where all the violence is going on it, and saying, hey, you guys. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's good when their pockets are getting laced. Yeah. And I'm going to say that. You know? There, there's prosperity There's prosperity people out there. As long as you feed in their pockets, they're going to give you a positive word. Mm -hmm. But like I said, like what is on the Bible says, like they're like those clouds that look like they're about to bring rain and come by and they give you nothing. Because you, you have you people know like Elijah that were able to give uh, instruction and some kings would go to him. Right. So that there should not be a difference in this day in time to where there should be uh, a minister or a pastor or a bishop that that uh, Trump would look to yeah. for advice and for you know for direction. Yeah. You know, it happened then, what's the difference now? And yeah. that's where we gotta look at. Right, and, and you know, um you know, there, there are, and to be fair, there are, there is a coalition of pastors uh, that have been brought together to give counsel to the, this administration, um, and I believe T.D. Jakes is on that. Yeah. I don't want, I don't, I don't know for sure. But I know, I know that there's a few national ones out there. I don't think T.D. Jakes is. I know John Gray and John, Paul I know John Gray is. and those are. Right. But and to be fair to Bishop yeah. Jakes as well, he has spoken out on this. Um, I've, I've seen it. 
okay. uh, as well as uh, John Gray and uh, Stephen Furtick yeah. and, and um, uh, Robert Morris and many others. Robert so, Morris, that's what I was thinking. Robert Morris is on that council. Yes, right? there, there are plenty of uh, uh, pastors that are that are speaking out about it. But but again, that's the that's the key. I think as as Pastor Jake alluded to when we first started, we have to come together. We have to talk about these issues. You know, he mentioned agreement uh, a moment ago, and um, and and that's going to be the accelerant for change. Yes, is, is agreement. Right. Uh, the Bible says one takes a thousand flights to ten thousand, two or three come together. You know, can ask anything in His name and it'll be done unto us. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be our accelerant to change. Absolutely. No, no, you're exactly right, and I wasn't saying that in in any kind of way. Uh, about what you were saying, I agree with what you're saying. I think that as national leaders, uh, pastors, even but even as Christians, we have a responsibility to be in there. Uh, and so God has placed us all into communities, and has placed us all into into exactly. areas and in jobs and in neighborhoods. Uh, but primarily, He's placed us in families. Right. And as right. as as followers of Christ, we have a responsibility. Church family, you have a responsibility to speak to your children, to speak to your family, to speak to your friends. And we talked downstairs, guys, and we said we can't we can't handle this whole situation in one right. session. But the hope that we all had down there that we're praying for is that this conversation has sparked in you and in us Amen. a desire to sit down when this TV turns off or when you when you put this podcast down, that you have the opportunity now to sit down with your family and and discuss this with them. We've given you scripture texts. Uh, I've sent out uh, our statement on racism and, and Seastone Church's policy and how we're moving forward. You can always call and ask if you need help. Uh, Jess and I are always here for counseling. You have men like the ones in this table and women we could get you in contact with. The, the key is don't do nothing. That's right. The key is not to do nothing. That's right. Your kids have, they feel some kind of way about this. Mine did. We sat down and did a whole Zoom call with our whole family. Spent about two hours on a Zoom call with everybody across the country. And it was amazing, the healing that took place. And I, I just challenge you as men and women of God, sit down with first your family. If you're not doing that, don't think about outside anything. Mm -hmm. Sit down with your family. Then, as a church, we're going to sit down and see what we can do. I love the idea that Brandon brought about praying for, for police officers and others. Let's do that. But guys, i got to tell you, man, it's going to start first with the change of heart with us. Mm -hmm then with the people that we come in contact with. That's how the change is going to come. And I believe with all my heart that how we fix this isn't legislation, isn't national preachers, and all that. That that time is gone. Mm -hmm. The way that we fix this is community. Right. First with your family, then with the church families, and then engaging with our communities that we're part of. That means I have to go to my brother and say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling a certain kind of way about this, man. I don't know what to do, man. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in desperation, man. Let's pray together. Talk to me. Right. right, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And being willing to be honest like that with each other in community, with Christ in the middle, saturating it all, changing our hearts from the inside out, that's what's going to change it. That's it. So church, I, I, I know we, I know we got to stop. I know I'm looking at Edwin. He's looked at his watch a few times. I know we went a little long today. It's okay. I thought about possibly doing a second session with this. Maybe we will. We'll see how it plays out. But church, the, the, the goal, honestly, I, I, in my prayer, my heart prayer is, is that this has, has sparked in you a desire to speak with your family, right. to speak with your kids, to speak with your neighbors, to speak with the people that you have influence and relationship with. Amen? Amen. Let me finish this last part. It says, if possible, on your part, live at peace with everybody. This starts with verse 18. We're still in Romans 12, 18. If possible, live at, live, at, live at peace with everyone. Verse 19, friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, um, instead leave room for his wrath. 
For it is written, vengeance is mine. It belongs to me, and I will repay it, says the Lord. God, God is in control. His plan is still there. Jesus Christ, his blood still saves. If that's the answer to it all. Amen. 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 I, I pray the peace of God is with you guys. I pray, I pray that if you don't know Christ, that you take this opportunity to rededicate your life to him. Yes, I pray that the Holy Spirit saturates your home and your mouth, your mind, your thought, and your spirit, so that we can start being the beacons of light and hope to the world that he's called us to be. I pray that for everybody. In Jesus' name. Guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for being part of this. Guys, thanks for being here, Melvin. Thank, thank you, guys. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, thank absolutely. Man. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. All right. Hey, we got to do it. We got to do it. At the count of three, we say bite size. We're going to do one, two, three, bite size. Ready? One, two, three. Bite size. That's good. We'll see y'all later. Thanks. Enjoy. Yeah, that was, hey, guys, that was deep. Man, I really, really. Hey, thanks for joining Seastone Church today. And listen, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and like and share so all of your friends can enjoy what you just got through seeing. And if you're on YouTube, then make sure that you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so you don't miss any of our upcoming content. And we hope to see you soon.